Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So going on to, you mentioned PWA, some business decisions and stuff like that, it closed down. And then I think it had been like a year after you opened Reach Wrestling. What was your thoughts on like opening it? Obviously, PWA shut down, but was there any um, like reluctancy with you and Grayson to maybe open up essentially a company in place of another yeah, there certainly was. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, 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 I'll give you. I try. I mean, I, I, I ramble on, but I'll try to keep it as punctual as I can. Um, the <laughs> you've got um when we when PWA uh, went out of business, I had tried to buy it initially. Um, okay. Before before went out of business because I I knew things were bad, and um I had had chats with chats that owned it. One of them. And left at the last minute and went to he moved away and, and left it to his buddy to to run but unfortunately for his buddy he wasn't a bad guy he just was the wrong man to do to run a company because he, he didn't know what he was doing and he didn't have anybody to fall back on to to help him so yeah. he just he, he just couldn't do what was required i mean um what was needed to and he just ended up in a bad spot so i ultimately suggested that he i mean i i 
I won't go into the exact details of money and everything, but but what I did offer to do was, you know, make him some money so he, he walked away with something and, and basically said, I'll, I'm in a position where at the time where I could probably sort this one out for you, um, you know, and you just walk away and let, let me deal with it because I love wrestling in Plymouth. It's the biggest city uh, in the southwest for wrestling. It's yeah. the hottest crowd, Plymouth, and it's, that's like our... Uh, you know, I, you've got obviously a lot larger cities up in the, in the north or whatever, but we here in the South Plymouth is one of the big ones. Yeah. Definitely in the southwest, it's the biggest one. So I just didn't want it to, you know, we were tag team champions. We were hot. I was about to go into a, a feud with Robin Lakeem at the time. I was about to start a singles run, I think, and, and move up the card and everything. And I was like, yep, yeah, this is, you know. So I didn't, for selfish reasons, I didn't want it to go out of business because I loved it. Um, but we couldn't quite come to a deal uh, that we wanted uh, and I was talking to my friend Grayson at the time and kept going on about how I was going to buy it and everything. He was like, oh, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. Yada, yada, yada. And we had a, our final meeting uh, where we, you know, tried to work out ultimately the, the sticking point was money. That was obviously yeah. what was, um, we couldn't come to an agreement on, 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 on that. And if you can't come to agreement on that, you, you can't come to agree on anything because you could have every, you could cross every, you know, T and dot every I, but if we couldn't get, that then it was you know and we couldn't so i remember speaking to grayson about it and he said look he said i wouldn't bother he said i would start my own company he said why would you why buy theirs want to start your own and 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 it just was in my head like wait a minute you know it was just like a passing comment he made in in like a an hour-long conversation and it was with me for a little bit and i I thought to myself for a few weeks i weighed it up in my mind and said could i start my own and i thought i know what i'm like i don't always make the best decisions so i thought Mm -hmm. i would need some help who can I turn to? And I thought, well, who better than my buddy Grayson? Because he's my, he, you know, we're best pals in wrestling. And uh, and I just thought, do you know what? If I'm going to do this, I need him. Because he knows me as well. So he knows if I'm being, you know, ridiculous. Or he'll tell me if I'm being a bit of a prick. He'll, he'll be the first one to say, no, come on. You yeah. you know, you. so I, I needed something like that. So I was hounding him for weeks, trying to, um, I was hounding him. And say, come on, we can do this. We'll start our own company. The hell with it. We'll do it. And he's like, I'm a wrestler. I'm not a promoter. I've got no interest in running shows. I'm at least, what was he at the time? I'm a 25, 26, something like that, roughly. He's like, he's like, I'm too young. I'm, things are going good for me. Don't spoil it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, in the end, um, I was doing some work for 4FW. I was doing some comedy uh, for 4FW up in Swindon and yeah. uh, Dave Sharp. And uh, he lived in Swindon. So that night, I was going to drive back the next day. Or I think even the next day or that night, I can't remember, but I was going to drive back. And uh, <clears throat> I said to him, like, I said, oh, I've been going on it for hours. And, and I said, all I'm saying is, how would it look if, I'm saying, if we booked a show? Me and you, how would it look? And he said, fine. And and, and I've told this this line at least a hundred times. He, he I remember it. I remember till I'm dead. He goes, fine. He goes, <clears throat> he goes, you put the kettle on, I'll get a pen and paper. And as soon as he said that, like when he walked out the room, I clapped my hands. I said, I fucking got him here. I said, I know I've got him. Because <laughs> I knew if we wrote down on paper how the card would look and who we would put where and what we would do, I knew if he saw it, he'd think, no, that's really good. Like, we need to do that, you know, which is kind of what happened, right? So once we started putting it together, we were like, oh, that'd be a really good card. And then the, the creative juices just started flowing. We would use this venue. Then we could try and get this. And then there's the, and da, 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 one thing after another. 
and and what we did was we bought the social media Facebook page. <clears throat> yeah. They had something like two two thousand uh, sort of fans on their page at the time. So I bought that page off the chat that ran PWA, uh, and we started its reach. Um, we did like an under construction for a few weeks. There were a few changes on the page deliberately, for, for, and fans were all commenting things on the page like, who is this? What's going on? Is this still wrestling? What's happening? And getting all these messages and everything. And we were kind of keeping it quiet for a little while. Uh, we didn't want anybody to know. And then we went to America to the, what's the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Um, in 2019? Yeah, 2019. We, um, no, 2018. Sorry. <laughs> 2018, we went towards Royal Rumble. Um, and we, we started posting uh, you know, we started releasing everything about Reach Wrestling, uh, the beginning, uh, all on the social media page. And everybody was, you know, commenting, it was blowing up a little bit, and, you know, down here. And all the wrestlers started contacting the page and asking questions about who is this, because we're trying to stay um, on, on the QT. We didn't want anybody knowing. It was us running the show. And uh, he, he, he spoke with them because he, um, he shared a post uh, as Grayson Reeves, not as Reach Wrestling. Um, and like it was up for about 10 minutes and I, someone obviously saw it and I, I told him, delete it, delete it quick, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're moron. But it's too late, you know, the cat was out of the bag. And, but it actually did us really good numbers because we, we, we announced that we were the promoters. A day later, we put the tickets on sale. We sold out for our show. So I think it worked in our favour a little bit because mm -hmm. fans knew who we were as wrestlers. So I think it probably made them think, oh, you know, it's some of the local wrestlers and everything just it's been, you know, on the up ever since, mate. No, brilliant. What, why the name Reach? Where did that come from? Good question. Uh, so we were trying to think of a name when I was driving back to Swindon and I was listening to a song um, called Am I Wrong by Nico and Vince. Okay. And in the song, there's, there's, there's a line in the song that says, am I wrong for trying to reach the things that I can't see? And when I heard it, when I heard that line, like I, I just, it just struck me, and I just almost swerved a car off the road. To be honest, I was like, you know, super excited and punching the steering wheel, and I said, "That's it!" And I, I just pressed back like ten seconds, and I heard it again. I said, "Am I wrong for trying to reach the things that I can't see?" And I thought, because Reeves has said to me, he said, "We need something like short and snappy because you got progress and you had uh, what's everyone's like hustle and all these all these companies now with, with like." one name it wasn't like wrestling something something wrestling, oh, something yeah, wrestling. wrestling yeah. yeah it all just became these days was like short and sharp and then we just were like okay well how can we come up with something like that and i remember calling him um you know when i was driving home and, and i said to him are you ready i've got the name are you ready and he's like okay ready i said listen i said it's short and snappy are you ready and he's like yes and i'm quiet for a few seconds trying to build the really suspense and i go reach and he's quiet for like Three seconds, but felt like five minutes. And I thought, say hey, something in my heart's going like, oh, you know. And he goes, that could work. And I was like, yeah, here we go. This is it. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, we could, it could be like a hand. He said, reaching through the ring. And I said, that'd be perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So he's got a good friend of his who, who is like a graphic designer. <clears throat> and he just sent us like the, the, the logo, which initially the logo was a just a random hand from the internet yeah. and then we we got it so that it was grayson's hand so that it's officially like his hand so nobody yeah. can like you know try to copyright that anywhere else right i mean it's, it's his bloody hand so um so now we've got you know just something short and snappy with the name reach and um 
it's always really cool when I hear people sort of talk about reach and they call it reach, even when they call it reach, like in interviews or, they, or in like posts that I see from fans and wrestlers, just because reach to me really just means like our work, like our efforts and our and our time and everything and, and like what we put into it. And I think that's what reach just kind of means to me. So it's always really cool. Yeah. Any time I hear someone sort of say, uh, you know, like they don't say like, "Oh, Plymouth Wrestling," like it used to be. It was, it was Plymouth Wrestling. Now it's now it's Reach, right? So it's just a really kind of really cool man. I feel like a fan all over again. When like yeah. <laughs> whenever I say like, like Reach, I'm just like, yes, that's us. You know, that's like that's our work, man. That's our work. No, and I think the the name on itself has legs on it. I think when companies use their city or the locality for the name, I think that kind of puts, I don't know, it kind of puts the restraints on how big they can grow. And it's no knock, because there has been some uh, fantastic companies where, like Plymouth or, um, for example, Preston City Wrestling, where they've done some great stuff. But I think when it's companies like Progress, RevPro, Reach, NGW, where they're not locality exclusive, it gives the company growth where fans nationwide or overseas can relate to them because they're not having to try and relate to a town or a city relates into the name and the company. Yeah, I think, mate, I think you, you're spot on. I think that's what we wanted. I think that's that's it. We didn't want to sound regional. Yeah. Um, you know, we we didn't want to sound like, as you said, like a based out of a city. You, you said one there, did you say Preston City Wrestling? Yeah. Yes, that's a great, like, um, for example, um, Preston's like for where I'm from in the south, like Preston is like north north to us. Um, and like, I mean, I don't know how big Preston is. Um, I've been to Wigan, I don't think I've ever been to Preston, but yeah. it, it, it's a bit like Plymouth Wrestling Association to me. It would, or, or even Devon Wrestling Association, who, who I don't know if they're still in business anymore, but they, um, it, it just with a name like that, it sounds to me as an outsider looking in like primarily your focus is just that one town or one city or, or one county and i mean yeah. that might be like it, they might put on right i've never been to a, a preston show so it's not a, a dig they might put on the best shows in the entire country that i have no idea <laughs> i have no idea yeah. that there might be really, really good shows but no different than the plymouth wrestling association when you've got that town's name in it to me, it would make me think that your aspiration is just that city, and that's yeah. fine. Like, but ours wasn't. Ours was was to 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 reach right whatever heights, whatever cities, whatever towns. You know, um, we're across two counties at the moment, Devon and Cornwall. So, yeah. um, with a bit more coming. So, so we, you know, at this stage, at least we're across two counties, and we're just yeah. gonna um, just gonna you know do what we can. It's really cool to hear you say. Um, that you you know you think the names you know got legs is quite a cool feeling to to know that makes me happy it's, it's cool man it's good thank you no it's all right like well you said Preston's way up north I'm further north than Preston so really? that's yeah yeah I'm further north than Preston I'm closer to like Newcastle like in Yorkshire so yeah where, where's where, where's Preston to then Preston's closer to Manchester yes yeah, it's, it's the Lancashire area I believe whereas I'm like Yorkshire, a bit further northeast. Okay. See, for, for me, right, um, I mean, I'm born in Exeter, but I've moved an hour even south of that, which is Plymouth. To me, like, anything past Birmingham Coventry is north. So, <laughs> like, uh, I, I think you're probably like, 
you're thinking to yourself, what an idiot. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> so for me, like, I don't know too much the difference between, say, Newcastle and Manchester and yeah. Liverpool to me. that Manchester and Liverpool quite near each other. Yeah, Liverpool and Manchester are very close, whereas Newcastle, that's still like an hour or so on the train from Manchester. Yeah. Is that fr- a little bit further north? Yeah, so Newcastle's closer to like the Scottish border than okay. like ourselves, like myself or Manchester. And where is where is um, this is becoming quite good? This is a geography lesson now. Where is uh, where is Middlesbrough near Newcastle? Yeah, so you've got like Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Newcastle in terms of like football teams and stuff like that. Yeah. They're all close. Then you've got like Manchester, Liverpool. And then when you do Yorkshire, it's like Hull, Leeds, and that kind of seems the north. But yeah, geography lessons, especially for our international listeners, you <laughs> now know all the regional areas of the UK. <laughs> when you, when you, six months from now, and you look over, it says Reach Wrestling comes to the north, and it's like, it's uh, you know, like Yorkshire, you're going to be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, that's the proper north. You know, yeah. Um, but no, so... Like moving on for a little bit then. So what was your reaction like after your first show then? You've done your first show. What was you and Grayson thinking, discussing? Because obviously that's the biggie. Like, do we do a second show? Yeah, it was. Um, we we booked three shows from the get-go. Okay. Just so that we, we did that because we told ourselves unless the first one goes horrifically bad. Um, and we put so much planning we were ready by may because we've been planning since january so we we're ready by may um four months of work we worked every day i mean we yeah. didn't have a day off for get i don't know eight nine months when we started <laughs> we did not i mean not a day off i'm talking we, we call each other up two o'clock in the morning you like <clears throat> they keep the phone on loud in case i call yeah. about what anything and like you'd be called at two o'clock in the morning turn your bedside lamp on you like, yes mate and he'd be like oh my god i've been thinking and he'd be like, okay go on like you know <laughs> like that went for about eight months you know before we finally relaxed and we're like okay i think we've got this now we, you know um we just um we the first one went um really well and we we've been part of some shows that that didn't go very well yeah so that we just we were able to say to ourselves i mean those were learning shows i mean i look back now when i was part of them i was probably a little bit bitter and probably thinking like oh you know should be better than this and this and whereas now I look back and I'm grateful for some of those smaller shows because yeah. they were all learning experience and I had so much fun and the people I met and every audience is still an audience and my job isn't to back in those days wasn't to promote the show my job was to go out there and give that paying audience you know the best performance I could and I think when I look back now I, I look back with fond memories at some of the smaller shows I did but the the feeling after the first one was very much like Okay, we did it. Like we've done it, and straight on to the next one. I think I had about two minutes. I'm like, right, next show, let's go. <laughs> and we were like, October's next. But my friend Adam Flint, who had come down for that show, because he he pretty much quit by this point. He pretty much done wrestling, because um, he moved back to London. Um, okay. He uh, he'd had an injury. He'd injured his um, collarbone at Progress uh, the year prior, and never really kind of taken any time off to heal it. So I think he just sort of said to himself, "Do you know what?" I wrestled till I, you know, till, till I decided not to, ultimately, which was about another six months. And he was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't fun. Yeah. Um, so, he, so he needed some time off. So, um, and uh, he he took me outside, we're in the pub, or, you know, and everyone's like celebrating the great show. But me and Grayson were already talking about business next show. And he says, come on, I need to talk to you. And he takes me outside and he said, look, 
he said, take a moment. He said, think about what you've just done. He said, that's one of the best shows I've, I've ever been on. And he said, in the Southwest, he said, it was your first bloody show. He said, like, you know, he said, be proud, man. He said, take a moment. Think about what you've achieved. He said, I know how hard you've worked. And he said, like, be proud. I said, oh, I am proud. But the thing is, he said, no. He said, enjoy tonight. We're out drinking. He said, no more business talk. He said, when we go back in there, let's get some shots and let's relax. You know, and, you know I ended up paying probably. But, like, ultimately, like, <laughs> this thing was, like, savour the moment. You you worked. I mean, we oh, man, we killed ourselves. Like, we're so burnt out by the by the. This, the, the day of the show because we had worked like so hard to just make sure I mean, we 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 triple checked things like is the ring coming I mean of course the ring's coming <laughs> but we were so like we were so adamant that we just didn't want anything to go wrong that you know we absolutely just you know we just we just could not um we we, we just failure wasn't an option we, yeah. we just wasn't not and I think we the feeling was you know, the next day, the next morning, we woke up and, um, like, in the hotel or everywhere, and it was like, okay, right, next show, let's go. And it was like, time to go to work. And it's kind of been like that, really, ever since of past nearly nearly two years now, or whatever it's been, nearly. Um, it's just kind of been, I mean, July would have marked our two-year anniversary, of, you know, yeah. from, our, from our show. Um, and we just, we, we managed to slow down a bit because of the coronavirus, so it's given us time to you know business has got to stop there's, there's still stuff we can do and there is still yeah. stuff we do but ultimately most of what we do isn't is not sort of applicable at the moment so it's finally given us another chance for the first time in the two years to, to stop and kind of be proud i mean the machine sort of works now like yeah. it doesn't need instant tweaking and twigging and 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 parts changing all the time that you know it's functioning correctly and i think it's nice to be able to sit back and stop and say well you did that like, that was your yeah. work you know no, hundred percent. And you mentioned the two-year anniversary; like that's huge. Obviously, we don't know what will be happening at the moment with uh, the nationwide lockdown due to the pandemic. But seven hundred and twenty-eight days later, originally scheduled fourth of July, um, was it the Plymouth Guild Hall? Yes. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. And yeah. The, like that itself, Jason. Like you're two years in, and you're doing the biggest independent wrestling show in the southwest, and the biggest wrestling show outside of WWE around there. So, how did that feel? Like, obviously, I know things are up in the air at the moment, but just being able to get to that stage in so early in your um, promoting career, how did that feel? That's a really, um, look, that's a really good question. I think the there's 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 two sides to the answer. All right, there's yeah. the there's like the I don't mean it in like a cocky way, but there's that there's that side of you. I think as a I mean we're all a little bit egotistical. That's why we you know wrestle on our pants for Christ's sake and demand people's adulation when we're wrestling. I mean that's so there's a part of us that we've all got some kind of you know ego. So I think the the ego part of it makes me say we've worked so hard that that's what I want, like, and yeah. that's what we're striving to get, right? And we've put the work in to get that. So that's one part of it. But if I'm completely honest, that part is such a small part because the bigger part, I think, is the there's that fan side of you that still says, like, holy cow, like, you know, can we be part of this? It's like you're running the damn thing, <laughs> but I'm still like, <laughs> you know, like, this is an incredible thing for, for wrestling in this part of the country because 
it's uh, one of my things was when I first looked at the landscape of wrestling, people used to talk all the time. I call the fans used to say to me, will you ever wrestle in the North? Will you wrestle in the North? And I, I was like, what, what do you mean? I'm from the South. Like, what, what do you, why would I, it's a long way to go. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> and I started to read up on a lot of companies. And at the time, um, I think a lot of the, the, the top companies seem to be in the North or like London, but yeah. us down in the Southwest, I think there, there just wasn't as much wrestling. And I don't think there was, um, uh, in the most respectful way, as many reputable companies. And I, I mean, there was talent for, for Christ for days, but they just the platform wasn't as I don't think it was as big or perhaps as well as organized when, when I first yeah. broke in. Like down here, I think is the is the truth of it, not to insult anybody, because I'm I'm from the south through and through. You know, if there was like a turf war, I'm a southern man. Like <laughs> like that's my that's who I am. But it didn't change the reality that wrestling simply didn't appear at least as good down here or as big down here yeah. as it was in the north. And I and I just um, I couldn't understand in the beginning why that why that was. And I always thought to myself, like I live in Exeter. I mean, it's got to cost a promoter a lot of money, no matter how good I am or how good I think I am. <laughs> like it's not going to cost a promoter a lot of money to to bring in, you know, even a car full of people coming up from Exeter or from Plymouth. And if we want to go to Manchester or Liverpool, or, yeah. you know, Newcastle, it's, it's a long, long. I mean, we have no problems doing it, of course, but it's just a long, long way to go. You know, it's a long, long way to travel. And um, and I think sometimes promoters have to look at risk versus reward and, you know, different promoters work different ways and everything. And, and if, you, if you're the kind of, if you've got your own training school uh, in the South, you're probably going to use people from your training school. If you train a school in the North, perhaps you're going to use people from that school. Or if you're in Wales or if you're in Ireland or, or London, it's, <clears throat> it's, can be difficult financially sometimes when business is down or whatever to, to justify bringing in people from so far away. So one of the things that, that I, one of the things that made me want to run a show of this size eventually to, to start reach really was because I wanted wrestling to be as strong where I'm from in, in Devon as it as anywhere else in the country. I yeah. wanted that same reputation. I wanted that same sort of level of um, I guess credibility, and I, and I wanted, if I could, to not have to not have to be in the car for six hours to go there. <laughs> if I could be in the car for five minutes, uh, you know, um, travel time to get to one of these massive shows, I thought that would be, you know, probably easier for me than having to go, you know, six, ten, twelve hours around, to, you know, to to get to a show if if, if possible. So it was a bit of self preservation as well. But we we just we just wanted something good, and and Grayson. Um, came up with the idea of running the guild hall um he was the one that that, that suggested it um, several times to me and i thought we're not quite there yet as, as, as a company um we're not quite there i mean i didn't think we were um and i just because i guess sometimes there's a part of me that still looks at what we do and still says we've got so much to learn and you know there's so many other good promoters in this country like i'd have to sit down with um, you know Brian Dixon and, and listen yeah. to him and um, he's been wrestling you know for so long and um, what's that? I can't remember the chap's name runs Welsh wrestling I mean they do 200 shows a year I'd love to talk to him um, and you, you've got so many different promoters I mean the guy that runs Progress I'd be really interested even Rev Pro Andy yeah. at Rev Pro I never, but there was, there was WAW Ricky Knight I love talking to Ricky I and mean, he's been promoting wrestling for 25 years or 30 40 whatever it is now I mean I'd love to sit down with these guys and, and, and say, what would you recommend? How are you doing this? How are you? So I can learn from them still. 
because it, it is, as you say, only two years in. We've still got so much to learn yeah. um, about business and about even about wrestling and about promoting wrestling. And and it's it's like I say, there's a small part of me as that sort of cocky kind of almost like almost like teenage boy collar up kind of attitude like hey look at us but it's mm-hmm. such a small part the bigger picture that it's really like we're just hoping and you know i mean we're at a point now with this with this show where we've lost so much advertising time because there's no certainty it's going to go ahead so yeah. we it's just a very tough spot to be in at the moment and i think we're probably going to need to make a business decision really um but we can't make any real sort of in, in stone decisions until the until the government gives us our directive because yeah. ultimately that's who you know is i think we can be forgiven you know if plans change i think the fans will understand i mean it's never been a global pandemic before so it's it's never it's new territory to everybody but i think we no matter what happens in one fashion or another we intend to to run our shows in july we three of them booked in and we intend to, to run every single one of them yeah. you know um because oh we can't miss the anniversary i mean you can't miss the anniversary show that's our anniversary exactly. <laughs> you know that's you can't miss that you know it's got a that's part and parcel of you know what we do um and it's an it's a night for everybody it's a night for all of us to you know um to, to say thanks to the fans and it's a night for us to go out there and and just uh you know, perform and, and, and show the world what we think you know, yeah. professional wrestling looks like. No, yeah. I hope I hope it goes ahead. Hopefully, um, in the best scenario, it's Plymouth Guild Hall. But if it's moving location due to the pandemic, like again, fans should excuse you for that. They should understand. And regardless of where it is, as long as it can go, I, I know you yeah. mentioned you'd rather not drive six hours um, to a show, but. I did actually get my ticket and booked the coach down from well up from Hull down to Plymouth, yeah. and the coach itself on the way there will take eleven hours and fifty minutes. Jesus Christ! Yeah, eleven from the coach. You're going to want a beer when you get there, aren't you? Oh yes. Um, I've already said to Luke, I was like, after the show, I'm, well, I'm going to travel down on the Friday and then go back the Sunday. So I'll be making a weekend of it. So there will be a lot of shots and beers in between. Yeah, there you go. Good, good choice. We'll have to, you have to come out with us all, and you know, if it's eleven hours you've travelled, you have to make it worth it for you. Oh you know, yeah, we'll definitely. Have to make sure definitely, yeah. That's a long way to go. Well, that's commitment. That's proper journalism, that is. Yep, I try. I try my best. The uh, fiance is not best pleased the amount of time I'm travelling <laughs> around, but yeah, I'll, I'll, this year I was like, right, I'm going to limit which shows I go to, especially travelling further afield, and yeah, this was one of them. I thought, right. I'm going to go do it. And after doing all these different interviews as well, like even more excited for it. If if you are like me and you're listening and you've not really seen Reach much, um, I hadn't just due to the geography. Check out your fight site. You can subscribe on there to have a look at some of the shows. Well, all the shows are on there with some fantastic matches. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about that um the show that I'd watched was Kyle Parker versus Danny Steele. And it yeah. was two people that came out of your academy. So I want to kind of move to your academy. Like you said, some companies, they'll rely on their academy talent. Some don't. Some don't give those opportunities until they have to, whether it's a business standpoint. But you've been doing it correctly, I can tell from the interviews I've done, with bleeding in some of the reach academy talent like 
What made you decide to do the academy to begin with? That's a really good question. Um, when we, I think when we started, I've been wrestling five years. I think Grace is about the same, but so about five years. So between us, we've got about 10 years experience. And I think the feeling for some people um, was that we we shouldn't have been training people, is what um, some people said. That, I don't call them haters because that makes me sound like I think I'm some kind of superstar. But there, there were people that, that ultimately tried to try to suggest Perhaps we shouldn't be running a school and we shouldn't be, you know, there was this strange feeling in wrestling. It's still there today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where they, where they say things like, like, like there's a blanket terminologies and like you, you shouldn't train someone unless you, what's one iron, shouldn't be training people for at least 12 years. And I'm like, oh, says who? I mean, what if, right? What if, let's say me and you are both wrestlers. What if you are an absolutely incredible, impeccable wrestler and within three months they want to put you on shows, within six months, you know, you've won your first championship, within a year you're already, you know, up the top card in your, in, in your county, in, you know, your main event and all your shit. I mean, six months after that, you might end up, someone saying, Look, do you want to come in for a seminar? And you're thinking, oh, I, I don't think I'm ready, but they say, there's so much you can teach my guys and you speak to your coach and he says, yeah, go do it. See what, you know, you might know something, but it might take me two years to get my first match. Yeah. Everybody is different. Everybody's learning is different. Everybody's, um, everybody's uh, abilities are different and everybody learns and grows at different speeds. Between me and Grayson, um, we have got, I believe, um, well, I believed before we started the school, Enough knowledge, understanding, yeah. and ability to produce some real credible talent, and we knew we had the work ethic to to build something. So we just said, "I think that's we we kind of looked at it as part of our business and said we want a school. We want that to be part of of what we do. Is as important as the shows is bringing in fresh talent and giving people the right opportunity. Because again, some of the horror stories that you do see in training schools and things, um, all around the country, not just." You know, but you hear all sorts of, you know, our version and view was we don't, nobody's to be bullied. I mean, that's, you know, you only got to spend 30 seconds in the school. I mean, there's none of that anywhere. It's not, it's just not a thing. It doesn't exist. Um, And nobody puts each other down. You know, if there's beef, there's beef because everybody's human. I'm not asking. You don't walk through the door of reach and I say, right, you must like everybody. It doesn't work like that because that's not the way it works. That's not how adults <laughs> communicate, you know. But there's always a, a, a respect for each other. And I think we just, we realised we've got between us, we like different things and we teach different things and we've got different teaching styles, but we mesh quite well. Um, and we just kind of, um, we just kind of wanted to give an opportunity like we had, really. Um, we wanted to give opportunities to people to, to see what they could do. And, the people that, that, and I've got to address it really because it's a good to have a platform to address it. And I addressed it face to face many times with people in locker rooms and things. And, you know, there's no beef now, but there were times, of course, there were when people wanted to. But often what you'd find is people would get on the social medias <laughs> and say things that they really shouldn't have said, to be honest with you. Because I think if you're the kind of person that runs his mouth on social media, then you, or her mouth, you've got to understand that eventually, it probably going to catch up with you. Yep. And if you're not prepared for what the, for the, for the worst possible scenario outcome, 
it's like anything in life, right? Somebody in life, if you haven't been brought up correctly and you've not made mistakes, you've got nothing to learn from. If I made a mistake when I was a kid, if I hadn't used my manners, for example, when I was a kid, my dad, I, I can't even, I don't know what would have happened if I hadn't said please and thank you. I couldn't yeah. even, I don't know, because he would have just, I don't know what he would have done. But but he just made it clear when we were kids. Anytime we left the house, it was please and thank you, please and thank you, yes, dad, yes, dad. Like, like that was drilled into me from about the age of four, right? And like, it just, it just was. I did not know what the consequences would have been if I had not done as I was told. I, I didn't want to find out, right? Yeah. But I knew if I went out one day, if I went out somewhere with my parents and I didn't say please and thank you, then I knew. I knew if I got caught not doing that, then there was going to be hell to pay. I was prepared, let's say, for that consequence. All right. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because it sounds to me like sometimes some of the people that we meet in our business in wrestling, some of the people we tend to meet along the way almost come across to me like, they were never, they never learned the consequences. They never had to face the consequence of their actions. And in a world of professional wrestling, you meet a lot of characters, men and female, and a lot of people that you, you have met some really good, honest men and women in this business who are our core friends. And I have met some real slimy little buggers. And um, and I just often there would be a You'd see comments and things, you know, when the school started about how we, we should be doing this. And we should, I mean, no one was coming to the school and having a look at what was going on. No one was poking their head in. No one was messaging me and saying, hey, man, listen, this, this, this. I mean, one person, one person was to our face suggesting that we shouldn't be running the school. And that same person that suggested it to our face then apologised afterwards. Sat me down and said, I was, you know, he said, the guys are getting much better. My, you know, my mistake. He said, fair enough, you know, I... One person, and there were double-figure digits of people that were running their mouths, but they were running their mouths, not thinking of the consequences. Because it's really important, I think, in in life that you, that people learn to. If you you know if you steal, you might get. If you speed in your car and you get caught, you get fined and you get points on your license. If you steal, you know you might have to do community service. I don't know, <laughs> but, but you know in wrestling, if you run your mouth, it's going to catch up with you. Somewhere, probably, yeah. because because everybody talks in our business too. I mean, the amount of the amount of um, chat groups and messages and everything gets shared on the old social medias. I mean, that Twitter. I'm just learning to use Twitter now. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, but my word, is there some beauties on Twitter? Like, I, I, I can't believe Twitter. To, to, like to me, it's like a it's like a a cyber playground. Like so see, bad. Oh mate, like I see grown men and grown women sort of retweeting things and, and, and I'm looking at this stuff going, my word, like you're a professional athlete and you're sort of tit for tatting, you know, and I, and I, I just think I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> I've, <laughs> never, I've never seen anything like, like I'm almost a fan of the nonsense of it. Like I, I almost can sit down with a cup of tea and go, oh, Twitter's funny. Like you know, <laughs> I, I just think because because I don't get lost in the that the the nonsense of it. For me, um, if there is a problem, then we must address it. You know, it must be addressed, and it can't be swept under the rug. It, it's got to be. We've got to meet head on and and deal with it. Whatever it's got to be dealt with. 
And I think a year and a half on with our training school, I'm very proud, like very proud um, to say that if they look at who we've got, um, you know, male and female coming out of the school, the talent we've got coming through the school, referees and wrestlers, you know, competitors. Uh, I, I mean, we could do an entire leading podcast on that alone. I mean, the I, I don't have to. Someone that talks so much like I do, I don't even have to say so much about the school. The talent speaks for itself now. Yeah. You know, something must be going right down at that school, in that unit there, you know, in Plymouth. Something must be happening. Because when you've got Joey Seven, you know, coming through the door, like he is, L.A. Taylor, Aurora, Danny Steele, Jackson Shaw, Echo Reed, Silverback Redwood. Um, you know, lucky you got Matt Evans, Carl Parker. I mean, you, you I, I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to go on Twitter and slate anybody. Like, if I do, it's usually in character, like a me doing <laughs> deal with somebody. Um, if, if I don't have to go on Facebook and, 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 and shit on other people's schools and other people's companies, I don't have to do that because what we're building. We, we stay in our lane. It's a saying I heard recently, stay in your lane. It's a really good saying. I never heard that before. Only about a month ago, I heard someone say that. And it makes perfect sense, I think. We just focus on us and what we're doing and what we're building. And, that, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, look at those names I just rattled off. Yeah. You can't argue with <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with, with, what's, with what's happening. You know, and, uh, that's the proudest, I'll tell you now, my proudest, my proudest, proudest thing that I've done in six years. I, I wanted to wrestle dog and I wanted to win titles and everything. But seeing like the students, they're like my kids, you know, yeah. they're like my children. <laughs> seeing them come through, you know, and I can't watch their matches sometimes. Like I watch, but I, I get scared because I'm so worried, you know, something's going to go wrong. I'll be the first one to hug them as soon as they get back through the curtain. And, and I'm just so proud of you know, their development as, as, as people, as performers, and, and, you know, their attitudes to, to what they do and everything. And just, that's so rewarding to me. So rewarding. No, like, 100%. I think if people put as much time and effort in building things up and being positive as they do to spend negative and shoot things down, um, their life would look a lot more productive. But um, in terms of, like, the talent, you, you reeled them off there. And you do have, like, L.A. Taylor, having, like, going toe-to-toe with Millie McKenzie. And she's so... She's new. She's still young in her career, yet she's going against one of the best... Theme, well, regardless of gender, one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, in Millie, in my opinion. And you are, you are, seeing, you are seeing that come out. And how does it feel for you to see that your talent uh, getting noticed from whether it's people like myself or different companies wanting to use them. Obviously, you took LA and LA. They took a drive down to you with WAW, did some training there, and then before you know it, they got put on the WAW Academy show because they impressed. How does that feel? Um, it's, you're proud. You're proud because you, you're proud because you, you... I mean, I went to Norris with them because I'm friends with Roy. If they just said they were going to, I don't know, Liverpool, I might have gone... Uh, as much as I'd like to go with you, I can sit that one out, you know. But because I, you know, knew some of the guys in Norwich, I thought it'll be nice to catch up, with, you know, some of the old crew and everything. Um, but seeing them there and and watching them, because you feel like a, a proud parent, I sort of sat and watched a little bit of the training. 
couple of the times and I was sort of watching them and 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 after a little while I was like you know you can relax it's like it's, I imagine I don't have any kids but I would imagine it's what it's like when your kid goes and plays in the park or plays in like the the ball pool area and you're constantly worried that you know I was just like something's gonna go wrong and, and after a while I sort of thought if you've trained them as you and Grayson as as well as you think you have then you should be fine you know what I mean like yeah. it should be okay like you can relax like go and I drove off and got a coffee or I think I went and watched some boxing videos or something you know and I just I said to myself what are you worried about like, and, and they came out at lunchtime and I was just like I, I, you know I was just like it was almost like the first day at school I was like I thought don't pressure them and I was like so girls how are we in there like they were like like so they just fit in you know because wrestling is a language and yeah. I think if you can it's an art form that you can understand and if you can understand professional wrestling as an art form then you can then there's then any you can work with anybody and you can perform with anybody you can get on with anybody you can speak that language if you know how to speak it fluently and you meet somebody else that can speak wrestling fluently between those ropes then you've got nothing to worry about and i think once that once you are at that point and you get the understanding of it, it doesn't matter where you go you can work with with anyone and i think Perhaps in in the perhaps in the feather and the cap way, it's a testament to me and Reese. And I guess we can take a mild a mild form of credit and say, you know, congratulations, pat yourself on the back. But but ultimately, I can brush over and say this is in that instance, Echo Reed and, and La Taylor. This is the the work of two yeah. of the hardest working people we have in the entire school. I mean, La Taylor is like the she's like the mummy goose, you know, like she like. The girls are like, she's like the, the boss. Like nobody, yeah. like nobody, even the dudes, like nobody. Um, I man, if I need something done, I always say to her, I'm like, you know, come here. Like, will you do me a favor? Like, if I'm doing whatever I'm doing, something, I always say to her, look, do me a favor, please. Can you just get everybody to, you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C? And I mean, I can go away for two minutes, come back, and it it will be. If it's not done, it's doing. It's on. You know what I mean? And I never have to worry. You know, I can always go to her and, you know, um, like. And say to her, listen, I need the guys doing this or let's get some of that. And you can always trust her to, to be, um, you know, where you need her to be. And, and and she's very, very, very useful. And she's just dedicated herself. And, you know, and Echo Reed's like under her wing now. So which sounds crazy when you think Lauren's only been doing this 18 months. But yeah. but, I, uh, but I can say, like you said with Millie McKenzie, when me and Reeves had the discussion about whether we should put her in there with Millie, it's what we do not want is to put somebody in a match like that with someone of Millie's quality and they'll get outclassed and basically look out of place and, and come away from that feeling all upset and say to themselves, oh man, you know, I look stupid, I feel stupid. We talked, I think we talked for about well, a minute and we both agreed, mm. yeah, she's ready, yeah, good. Like, and, and, and you've you got to think, like you said, Millie's one of the, the very best. I mean, she, I only first, I, I'll admit, Right, and, and and this is not some old school sexist thing. I, I just didn't pay a lot of attention to women's wrestling in this country because I I've never I'd only ever wrestled one one female in a match, yeah. which was um, Session Moth Martina. And I wrestled <laughs> her like some. She's fucking hilarious. She's a lovely yeah. girl. Um, she's brilliant. I, I wrestled her, and I've not seen her since, um, like in years. But she she's cool, man. She's like really. But they didn't give her the Session Moth gimmick. They just gave her like a like a baby face generic like woman gimmick and it just yeah. it was daft really cool. if they'd have given her that gimmick as a baby face against me as a he you know he, he, we could have you know 
but we'll still have something really good. Um, and she hits hard too. Like <laughs> she, she, man, she built me. Like I, I remember thinking on the day, like, God damn, what a girl, you know? Um, but, but I, my, my friend Grayson, he said to me, I'll tell you now, he said, the women's match at our first TNR show, where we had our first women's match, because it was my idea to have a women's title. I said, we need a women's championship, you know? Um, I said, for definite, we need, we need that, you know? Um, but I just didn't know from a, from a pig ignorant and educated standpoint, I just didn't know how popular women's wrestling was. And then he said, trust me. He said, when you see Millie McKenzie, he said, when she comes out that curtain, he said, she will get the loudest pop of the night. And I said, well, okay, you know, if you say so, pal. Well, he was right. And I mean, they absolutely, I mean, it was, it was an 18 plus, so everyone was drinking anyway. And she came out, <laughs> man, looking fierce and looking, you know, like she does. And I was just like, I thought to myself, my God, we have a, we have a worldly good performer here, you know? And I said, Grayson, she's really good. And he's, he's like, yeah, no shit. You're just learning what everybody already knows. <laughs> you know, it's not like, it's not like, I think I've discovered the secret. And he's like, he's like, you are so far behind, you know, like, um, she, just phenomenal and we've used her ever since you know she's the women's champion and she's been the women's champion for nearly a year and she's just just a a, 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 a really, she's a very good performer she is a you know she just for a size and stature she carries herself well too she yeah. doesn't look place i mean because la's you know six foot tall um and she's you know well built and, and and she's a lot bigger than millie um and yet and yet it didn't look the dynamic wasn't off. I mean, it was a really good, fun match, and both came away looking, you know, how they should look and strong and everything. And and it just, I was proud, man. But I was also like, I felt um, justified. I think is a, is is a good word. If there was yeah. any doubt in my mind, you know, it was that was gone that day. That was that, that day. It was it was like okay, seeing that, and I said okay, good. There's I got nothing to worry about now, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, we we can all still learn. So it wasn't like right, perfect. Ellie Taylor's finished learning. It wasn't like that because she took lots from that match. But I just knew if I put her in there now, you know, with someone like Millie, she's at, you know, she's comfortable with the pace and everything and the understanding. And it was just a really cool thing to say. Yep, you know, you you earned that. I remember with her work ethic is what what got her suggested for that match. And, and she just, it was sink or swimming, and, you know, she's swimming, you know, she was doing backstroke, you know, she was chilled, and she was in there and having a damn good time, and she looked like she, she deserved to be in there, so that was really cool. Yeah, man. No, it's, like I said, she she stands out, she um, she held her own against a measuring stick, especially in Europe, so it is a testament to yourselves, and I think it's, and it's not to go against any of the other people in the academy, like I said, with Echo, Carl Parker, Danny Steele, you've got Joey Seven, you've got Aurora, uh, Jackson Shaw, and so many others that are coming through, having matches on the main shows and not looking out of place. Like, yes. Carl, Carl and Danny were two academy students, having that match on your main show, and the crowd was invested. It yes. wasn't as if it was a piss break and people like, uh, it's two students, and it's a testament with like Carl's charismatic as hell, and Danny, he's probably going to be one of the best mat-based wrestlers in the UK. The way he's going, and yeah, it's a it's a testament to yourself, and it's why I've really enjoyed doing these from the ground up series with Reach. Well, you know, I have to say thank you to you for doing them because I think it's helped my guys as well, like guys and girls, because they it's confidence for them to talk about their journey and. Yep. 
know, I get messages sometimes. Like, I don't know what to say. And I said, go out there and be you. And I'd heard like a couple you've done. And I said, he's really good. He's going to walk you through it. Like he's, you know, it's really, uh, you know, social. And, and I said, just be yourself and have fun. And, and I've listened to him and, and you've put the guys at ease the whole time, which I'm grateful to you for, for doing, you know, so thank you. And I think they just, they've been really cool to listen to. Yeah. And, and I mean, just everybody's journey is a little bit different because we don't see perhaps how they feel it might be you know they all came before training sessions but we don't know what they did outside of those four training sessions we don't know what they did in the other you know 20 hours of that day or or, or the other you know 160 odd hours of that week everybody's journey is different so it's really fascinating for me to when I was hearing them talk and I was like oh you know that person's never really let that on or, or this person's never you know hinted at that and it's kind of really cool to hear how they think and feel and you know when they're expressing themselves on a like a forum like this it's it's really awesome to to hear and just and just to know that their passion's there I think that's yeah. the thing isn't it that you can tell you know you, that if you didn't I think if you didn't want it right you couldn't come to our school it's not to say that i would say don't come to the school i mean i might like but but they'd be out of place yeah they would be they'd be left behind because you you'd you'd have people that that want this more than anything and then you'd get somebody that's coming along and just not really sort of um invested and i just don't think they would i think they'd probably end up being left behind just just through natural kind of churn the talent would all start coming through and and I just don't think if they, they just probably wouldn't be looked at the same way because you've got to be in the eyes of the, the coach, the promoters, you've got to be there. And I think that's one really good thing. If we talk about LA again for a minute, one good thing she really did was she constantly put herself in the eye line to be, to be where she needed to be. You know, she constantly, I mean, another good one for that is, is Jackson Shaw. He, I mean, if I don't get a message, a day goes by where Jackson Shaw hasn't messaged me something about wrestling, about his character, then something <laughs> must be wrong. No, but I mean, he's been coming to the school for nearly two years and it never stops. Uh, but yeah. one thing I'll tell you is I was the same with my coach, Tom, when I wrestled at Portsmouth. So I never discourage it because I'm thinking, OK, my job is to to answer these questions. They might it might be a silly question. I'm not saying he asked a question, but it might be one where I'm thinking, oh, come on, mate, use your noggin. But <laughs> then I'll say, I'll say, you know, I'll say, use your sweet a minute. Think about it. Oh, yeah, it's this. I go, there, you know, but he he's someone that, that he's just finding what he can be, who he can be. It's not yeah. even what, but who. Who is Jackson Shaw? Who, when, what, what is Jackson Shaw's, you know, version of professional wrestling? What is his version of his art? How will he, you know, progress himself? And, and, and we've got, you know, Adira and you've got, Matt Evans is coming through. I mean, Lucky is going to be an absolute, like, he's got, the lady's going to love him. He, he's just, a, <laughs> he just flies. He's fearless. He's absolutely fe- I mean, he once told me I fell off my roof when I was a kid. I said, oh man, that sounds horrible. He said, no, he said, I didn't really mind. He said, never since I've just been fearless. He said, with taking crazy, crazy jumps off things. And he said, I'll jump off anything. And I said, but you don't mean anything. He said, yeah. He said, I'm telling you, I will jump off anything. And I thought like, that's probably going to help you and hurt you in years to come <laughs> in your journey. You know, um, you've just got such a great mix you know the silverback and the ribwood one of them's what is he six foot three and 26 and a half stone and the other one's 22 and a half stone six foot eight these are two bad dudes right yeah. i mean that i mean you wouldn't bar fight these men you would hope well maybe you would I, I would hope not to i'd rather buy him a drink and say sorry you know i don't know I do, I do get a bit silly after my 10th sambuca <laughs> <laughs> so i will watch out for you in july make sure we don't um, but like these dudes, but then when you talk to them, they're two of the nicest, 
you know, quietest, calmest men. But then, you know, they go through that curtain, and my word, it's time to go to work and, and just... And you got Heath. Oh, I mean, see what I mean. Once you get me going about these students, yeah. you got Heath. He was dark horse. He um, his understanding of professional wrestling is someone who's been wrestling for years, and yet he's he's been training for eighteen months. And yet you would talk to him, sit down, and you'd think, oh, this guy really, really understands the you know the the sort of uh, the storytelling side of things, and the and and why we do certain things we do, and why to avoid things, and where to put things, and you know, it's just um. You know, Austin Leopold Tyler, who's, who's getting on the social media recently and really starting to get fans invested. It's just a, uh, it, it's, it's an absolute murderous row of talent, honestly, of 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 people that, I mean, our goal is to bring out who they are. Yeah. You know, we just, my passion really, I don't know if you can tell, but my, my passion is honestly bringing out of these people, like the best version of who they are, you know, yeah. who is... Taylor, who is Danny Steele, who is Carl Parker, who and 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 finding that and helping who is Joey Seven, you know, finding who they are and and bringing that out and just giving that to the wrestling world and 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 and, and giving them the platform, you know, when they earn their their, their opportunities because everything's earned, you know, you, you don't get anything, you, you get nothing, you know. We, we've had professional ex professional athletes come through. We've got you know, we've had all sorts rugby players, boxers gymnasts um cheerleaders we, we've got all sorts yeah. you know of, 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 you know of disciplines and, and things come through the school but none of it matters on day one you're going to get in the ring and do the work like everybody else you know um and that's that's ultimately what it is you know you come to work nothing beats the hard work and if you if you you know keep your, your nose clean and you and you do what's asked of you and you know you commit to you know we're given a platform if we can to as many people as we can you know to to build you know something special you know yeah. if we can <laughs> no i, I agree can. and i'm glad you mentioned uh jackson like i mentioned earlier that will be one of the interviews people can find on uh, my Kate's angle podcast youtube series or on chair shot radio network which is now airing across the world based out of America. But with the interview with Jackson and you said, who is Jackson Shaw? And I think with this one, um, like the idea of from the ground up, I was wanting to show a different insight in professional wrestling, maybe inspire others that are considering um, trying to train in professional wrestling or might have just started and was like unsure if it's for them. These interviews are giving such a good insight of what the life is and the sacrifices that are made and sometimes the uncertainty. And I think with Jackson, we we talk about the different roles where he transitions to wearing face paint and now he doesn't think that's for him and he's going to try and work on something different. And it was one of those where some of the questions he'd be speaking as himself, but then sometimes he'd try and incorporate his, his character around the Reach Academy as well. And I think that's why these series are, are important because it is, like you said, it's discovering what works for you. And it's just, again, from what Jackson says, like he's been there for, yeah, since since the doors opened and he'd been working with, you're working with that character and like, look, maybe tweak this or maybe that ain't working. And you're guiding them through correctly where they're feeling comfortable to come to you with all that information. Yes. Yeah, I think... Um, do you know, again, I, I've got to give you credit then because I have to, you know, 
I don't have to, but I want to say something nice about you because you've given him someone like Jackson again a platform to, to come out here and, and to try to express perhaps and like you said, ask the questions of him that, that make him think and make him sort of whack almost. <laughs> he has to think like yeah. you know, who who is Jackson Shaw? Right, who is he? And and you know, there's more than that. Often hear me say at the school, um, there's more than you know what you do in those 15 minutes in the ring. Uh, that I said is 24 hours of a day. So, what do you do in those other 23 hours and 45 minutes? And Jackson yeah. Shaw is an example of someone that is constantly, constantly thinking about Jackson Shaw. Who is he? What does he do? How would he do in this situation? What would he do there? Who would he, what would he say to that person? And he's messaged me, uh, you know, like I said, every day, and he just he's trying to locate a side of him that that is you know that he can take to the masses and i think he's pretty much there now we had yeah. a good chat about a week ago i think he's he's got there now he was a bit uncertain like you said going through different ideas of, but it's such early days for him that he can go through these ideas and he exactly. can totally ideas to see what what suits him and what doesn't suit him and uh you know like him or not he's gonna you're gonna know when he's there you know, you're going to know he's about because he makes it so that you can't ignore him, which is, which I think is the, you know, is part of what we do in this, in this game, isn't it? So, yeah, no, definitely. And before this just turns into me praising you, you praising me, me praising you, you praising me, <laughs> let's, to wrap things up, like, what, what are your goals, whether that's in professional wrestling as in-ring competitor or as a promoter, because obviously we've seen it with some companies. Um, for example, Jim Smallman at Progress, he's left Progress now and he's become part of WWE. So that's closed down. You've seen Lance Storm over in Canada, he closed his school, went <laughs> Santa WWE. Like, what are your goals in wrestling and for Reach and the Academy? Um. So a couple of things there. Firstly, that Jim Smallman thing, I think, I never met him, but I would say, well, I've never met him because he started his own wrestling company, probably because, like most of us, he was a huge fan of wrestling, I would imagine. Yeah. And gone into, he's got, he's made it to the WWE. <laughs> so that's the goal, isn't it, for most people? So well done. Lance yeah. Storm is another good one. Um, had his own school, then WWE brings him in as a producer and then tells him he's let go or furloughed. So then he's... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, you know, but it's closed the school and now he's probably thinking, well, what, what's, I mean, I don't know, but I'm guessing he's up to move his entire, I would guess, he's probably had to move his entire yeah. life um, from Canada to to um, Connecticut or somewhere like that, I would, I would guess. So, I, I mean, I, New York even, I mean, I, I don't know what's really occurred there, but um, what I think, I mean, my goals used to be, obviously, I wanted to, to wrestle and perform and, and show people my version of this art and what I thought professional wrestling should look like and be like and uh, you know there's not a blanket term to it because it can be many different things but I wanted to show my version of, of what this art is and I think I've done that enough and the only thing in ring that I still want to do is I want to wrestle for the WWE I want to I mean at least once I just want to have one match on WWE TV and say you know what I, I, I got one you know they've seen me now and at least I can say you know you, you got one you, you got at least one shot at it um you know, which for me is is ultimately uh, the last thing, really. I mean, because titles and I mean, I won a few titles and everything, and I had matches with all my friends, and I got to wrestle Doug. Doug Williams was who who yeah. I wanted ultimately to to wrestle, 
I, I'm a big fan of the stories that we can build in matches and, and I've had great times building stories as, uh, you know, with different opponents over, over months of, you know, and I've just had some really, really fun, exciting build-ups, you know, so that you go out the curtain and they're already, you know, chatting an F for you at, yeah, before you even walk through the curtain, you're thinking, well, the curtain, this, this roof's going to go, you know, and you just you just feel 10 feet tall because you, you feel like, the work you put in that the people understand the people are involved and they and they got a feeling for it and i think once i had a few like that i was like you know what like my in-ring stuff is exciting and everything but but now i want to give like back a little bit where i can and um for school i think we've got to be realistic and say to ourselves um the wb have never had a, they've got WNXT uk now so yeah. there's absolutely no reason why our guys and girls can't get there if we keep going in the trajectory that we're going in, I think mostly people seem to say real nice thing. Come to think of it, actually, if I just took my own horn for a split second, I don't, I don't think I've seen anything negative about our school yet. I mean, I always expected something to, to pop up from yeah. someone somewhere. I haven't heard anything <laughs> where, where anyone's ever, you know, I've never got a screenshot from anyone saying, oh, yeah, look, this is, you know, I've never seen it. Maybe it's, maybe I'm like shielded from it, like to, save me getting upset i don't know you know maybe there's a load going on i don't see it but if, i think if we keep going in the way the path that we appear to be going we've got to look at WWE. we've got to be saying some of our guys have got to, we want to get them there because if that's what they want that's their goal they're the world leaders and that's where we need to to try and get our, our people to you know and and if we never get them there then you know what just keep building reach and make reach you know so good that the WWE can't ignore us you know and then let's make it so that you know, we become one of the top. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, we're the number one company in the Southwest. Like this, just yeah. I don't know what measuring stick we want to use, but I feel like ours is. I think it's a pretty much no brainer to say that's the the state at the moment, and I think that's not arrogant because I I think that's just the truth of where we've built ourselves to at present. You know, do we compete with? All-Star Wrestling, well, no, their turnover is a lot greater than ours. Do we have the, the following of, say, a Rep Pro? No. You know, is our training school perhaps seen as widely as Dragon Pros? No, because they've been running longer. And I, All these companies that I'm still looking up at, if I'm coming up the mountain and I'm climbing and it's getting really steep, I'm stopping, I'm looking up and I'm saying there are still companies, of course there are, that are much, much higher peaks than we are. But I'm looking at them and I'm saying, OK, well, I'm climbing fast because I am working hard. So if you're not working as hard as we're working, then we're coming for you, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> we're coming. We, it's, we're not going anywhere, you know? We're, we're on the way up, and we're not... I mean, it, we're not stopping for anybody. It's not going to... You know, this is our work. This is our... We've got 40 students, roughly, on the books at the moment of all ages, uh, male and female. Um, you know, and we, we... They're the future. So as we have who we have at the moment... Like on our on our books and our shows and everything, we got forty more at the moment, at least churning over as we as we grow and as we move and as we um you know we, we run Devon and Cornwall, um we've got a new city to announce uh, for a show in October, okay. um, so that'll be our uh, um that's coming real soon. Um, we're going back to Tavistock, we're going back to Cornwall. We're obviously keeping them. Uh, we. We're just gonna. It's 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 uh, be a bit sort of um, punnier, but it's we're trying to get as much reach as we can. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, 
but I just think we're our, our goal is to reach as many wrestling professional wrestling fans as we can and, and show them our version of professional wrestling and say this is our belief, yeah. what proper professional wrestling looks like, and hopefully um, along the way build some you know build some build some stars and, and try to you know make, help people make better livings and and if you can say to yourself right I don't enjoy my day job and maybe I'm not in a great position but then you say um, but you then say um, <clears throat> perhaps you then say but the thing I'm looking forward to is in six days time is reach wrestling and I love seeing reach wrestling because I want to see I don't know Jason King get his ass kicked. Or I love seeing Rich Wrestling because I really like Joe Rebel. L.A. Taylor is my favorite, or whatever the deal is, right? If if we can if if we can offer even just that to someone, then I think we're you know we're doing we're doing right by by the world, you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, Jason, thank you for coming on. Um, I think there's so much more we could have discussed, uh, but. At this point, it'd have been a twenty-four hour interview. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, keep up the great work, whether it's uh, in ring with Reach or the Academy. Just let people know where can they find you, where can they find Reach. If they're listening to this or listen to any of the from the ground ups, include involving your uh, students, where can they find the Academy to sign up? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um... So Reach, you can find um, we're Reach Wrestling and Reach Academy, uh, both pages on Facebook. So if you just type in Reach Wrestling and Reach Academy, you can't miss us. So give the page a like, and what you do is you'll get all the updates. Then you'll see all the updates. You see everything, all training dates, all, all seminars, all shows. Everything is always posted uh, primarily through Facebook because most people tend to have Facebook. Um, so that's why we do it all through there. You can check Reach Wrestling out on Twitter and Instagram. We're on both of those as well. So if you were to type in Reach Wrestling, can't miss us on, on Twitter and Instagram, but I would certainly recommend checking us out on Facebook because that's primarily where a lot of our notifications come from. All the wrestlers um, that we've named tonight on their Facebook pages, uh, you can check them out too. They'll be updating content regularly with what they're doing, um, even in the downtime now. Some of them are just putting out training routines. Some of them are... Um, you know, putting out like um, merchandise videos, there's all sorts going on. So the world may have sort of slowed down, but it hasn't stopped. And then North Day, and you can find me, obviously, I'm Jason King. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm, I, I guess if you type in Jason King, it will come up. I don't really, I'm not very good with Twitter, but um, like Instagram, I'm on. And now I've got a Facebook page, Jason King. You can always add me or, or a fan page there. Um, and I'll try to stay interactive as well. I try to keep everything fresh and, uh, keep everybody updated but i want to also say thanks to you uh for letting me come onto the podcast because it's been fun for me too i had a real good time uh real good fun talking to you i'm looking forward oh, to seeing you, you in july mate yeah be fun. Fun. you know we'll have to get some drinks and uh get some get some good time we'll have to have a with old Magler luke yep. maybe i'll slap him when you're there with that william story <laughs> uh, it's good to talk man. i appreciate it so thank you for having me no thank you and um, yeah guys if if things do allow the show to go ahead, make sure you check out Reach Wrestling and try and get to the 728 Days Later show um, on 4th of July. Again, pandemic permitting. If you're stuck at home, you're in isolation, you haven't got much to do, go over to your fight site. You can check out Reach Wrestling um, on the UK Wrestling On Demand subscription as well. So you get Reach Wrestling as well as other companies again some fantastic shows on there so make sure you check that out 
You can find me on my personal account at Kate Johansson 93. You can find the podcast at Kate's Angle Pod. And you can also find me over at Ringsiders Pod for my shows and YouTube content. We're doing a lot more video stuff with Jamie and Callum now, so make sure you check that out. Um, some great stuff there. And yeah, whether or not you're listening on Chairshot Radio Network, if you're listening on Kurt's Angle Pod, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, let everybody know what you thought about the episodes. Make sure you check through the fantastic interviews with the Reach Academy students. And yeah, you'll be able to find me shortly on Turnbuckle TV for some more exciting video content coming up. Thank you for listening. Bye for now. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.